0: Hello and welcome to the latest episodes of the Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. I'm your host, and my name is John. And I'm joined by the man who has done more high jumps over hedges than you've had hot dinners.
1: <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's a so new one. Good, I'm good, mate. Um, bonfire night.
0: Excited for a little uh, crackler of a show, I must say. Superb. So am I, mate. And then the main reason I'm so excited is because we've got a new manager on for you this week, listeners. This man is sitting 17th in the Fantasy Fitba Pod League. He's got 640 points and an excellent name of Cathro's laptop. It's Mr. Ross McIntosh.
2: Hi, boys. How are doing? Nice to be on. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to see whose name uh, Scobie Scoby is this week. So that'll be a good good treat for everyone.
1: <laughs> ah, so we've got an avid listener. I see.
0: That's a, a really good way, way to start, Tosh, on the on the pod is always to rip the shit into Scobie. So you've got you're on my side already. I like that.
2: <laughs> well, exactly. On the front foot. Attack, attack, attack. I think that's my approach today. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, great to have you, mate. Um, good to spice up. Get some new managers in the league and see how you're finding this uh, negotiating this first season, as you say.
0: And how are you? Just sort of high level, Tosh. How are you finding the game this year and, and all that?
2: Yeah, I'm enjoying it actually. So obviously more used to the English Premier League fantasy, um, which I'm doing for a few years now. But I like I like the things they've done with the app. I like um, I like the fact you have got the vice captain getting getting double points. Uh, obviously scoring's a wee bit different in terms of midfielders and i like the fact that the subs sort of give you a bit more flexibility and if you're a bit forgetful like me the odd week gives you a bit more of a a bit more of a chance to get a decent score so it's been good i think um yeah the start obviously you're not really used to to the the way it's going to work and and the players etc so i think now you're getting a bit more of a template with your rangers boys at the back and few of the kind of bigger names going forward so so yeah it's good I'll bust, I'll bust my wild card already though so um we'll see see how long i can keep the run going wild card gone already christ every other token's still intact you still got your triple caps and everything yeah still got all those still got all those some major repair work needed done earlier in the season though so uh, i've listened to you boys keep me on track it's been good <laughs> you're well, welcome great
0: to have you on. so 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 we should we dive in some news for this week guys to start us off here we should um,
1: I can't possibly think where it might be.
0: <laughs> well, it's got to start with uh, we are the people's very own Jordan Jones, and uh, and fellow uh, Bear Edmondson getting suspended for uh, going to a party, yeah. and uh, against COVID protocols. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have not had one for a while. I mean, it was it was so mad at the start of the season after the Aberdeen uh, fiasco, and then you know Bolly's trip to Spain. So. It was quite nice to get. I mean, it could have been a better story, but um, quite nice to see somebody just just openly flaunting it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought as well, you know, Aberdeen and Celtic got absolutely slammed at the start of the season by um, by by the Scottish government for their behaviour. And so it's quite interesting to see the Scottish government not be so aggressive towards Rangers. And to be honest, I'm quite thankful for that, because if, if it was a second yellow card for Scottish football, we might have nothing to talk about this weekend.
1: Yeah, the club seemed to have uh, managed it quite well as well, didn't they? They, they were on to it quite quickly and I don't think they really trained or
0: crossed past a lot of the players, or so they're saying. Um, it's, and it's interesting, you mentioned Ball and Goalie, Scobie, because I don't know if you boys were paying attention to the Man United game, uh, knocking them, seeing them lose 2-1 last night and Ball and Goalie was a star in that team. Uh, beating oh, that of course, of he's out in Istanbul outside. now,
2: isn't he? I did not see that. <laughs> Devin a and Ball and Goalie, what what partnership?
0: I know exactly. How have you found dealing with the whole sort of COVID um, cancellations, Tosh? Have you been taking that into account at all when you're making transfers?
2: As much as you can do. I mean, when you get a game called off, like whatever it was, twenty four hours or two days before, like we had the other week, it really does throw a spanner in. But I mean, it keeps you on your toes. It's been all right so far. I think you you got that judgment, don't you, about how many players you ship out just to field the team that week if you then need to bring them back in later on. So. Yeah. Um yeah, I've been trying to stick not too many changes because you're really backing on hitting on a winner. And uh, yeah, not been hitting on too many of them. Do, I guess do, do my sort have...
1: of thing, looking looking forward to, you know, on the subject of COVID, Christmas. You've got a period in which, from the 19th through to New Year, um, every team's going to play four times within three days of each other. Now, what happens if there's a COVID? <laughs> You know, outbreak then, if it gets transmitted between teams, you might actually be getting to that point where an entire week's worth of fixtures is almost called off if there's, you know, multiple infections in multiple squads and things. So, um, yeah, chaos on the
0: horizon, I reckon. Uh, it's always chaos in Scotch. Ah, there always is. Um, especially when you had a fantasy football Scotland element. Another bit of news that caught uh, all of our eyes this week, gents, was uh, the Scotland uh, national team call-up. Uh, I don't know what piqued your interest more—what was it, Lee Griffiths, Super Lee, getting called up, or the fact that Grant Hanley had managed to sneak himself back into the squad?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, big solid Grant at the back. Can't argue too much with that. Well, you probably can, to be fair. I think, uh, I think, having Lee Griffiths back is huge, though. I mean, he's obviously been getting goals off the bench for Celtic, some big goals as well. And uh, you just look at that Scotland team and obviously Dykes, is, Dykes has been a bit of a revelation and he's been good in the few games he's played, but Griffiths has proven at that level to get you big, important goals. So, so yeah, absolutely delighted he's back in his squad. Hopefully he can do a job for us and, uh, yeah, be part of the game against Serbia and take us to the takes of yours.
1: I think the most important one, though, was that rightly so, Craig Gordon is back in the Scotland fold <laughs> after a majestic performance on Saturday, dragging his team into the Scottish Cup final. And getting a call up off the back of that three days later. You can't write that. Thirty seven yeah. years old. He looked like he was about twenty-five. It's fucking brilliant.
0: Twenty-five. Speaking of ages, how old do you guys think Grant Hanley is?
2: He's a lot younger than you think he is, isn't he? Yeah, he looks about forty, but I think he's what is he, twenty eight or something, John?
0: Oh, very good. Very is he good. He's twenty eight. Twenty eight. He's no finish. Not finish.
2: He's no finish. <laughs> you have to get that with him. <laughs>
0: Got got hey, and Scooby, it's nice that you were talking about uh, Craig Gordon there because what we will do in this first part of the podcast now is just talk a bit about the Scottish Cup semi-finals because I can't have two jambos on the pod and ignore what a result it was for But what we will try and do, listeners, is filter this into some sort of fantasy football Scotland relevant conversation. So Tosh, do you want to start on uh, on what your takeaways were from the Scottish Cup semi-final on Saturday?
2: Oh, absolute scenes! Absolute scenes! Uh, Bermondsey beer gardens have not seen the like in a while, certainly. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was it was a really tight game. And um, sort of thought it would be before the match actually. And uh yeah, it could it could have gone either way. I liked. Um, I think bringing in on Nazy uh, just adds a lot of experience. And uh, yeah, I think that's kind of what came through. Craig Gordon, as as Scobie said, like what a man, 38, just absolute phenomenal saves, keeping the boys calm at the back. Uh, shambles of a Hibs penalty, quite rightly, Nisbet smashed it off the post, and then. Yeah, boys, he steps up when it matters. I think, I just don't think heads are ever going to beat Hearts at Hampden. It's not, not possible. Uh, so I just, it was great. Such a good day. Not had a bounce like that in a while for Hearts. Uh, obviously, been some tough sledding. But I think, um, I don't know, I mean, on your fantasy football point, I think uh, Nisbet, I've been really impressed with him this season. I think, again, he looked a handful. Obviously, mm. penalty aside, you know, he was, he was a bit of a danger. And Gordon pulled off an unbelievable save from one of his headers. So I think, yeah, he's certainly someone I'd be looking to, Getting my team, although I don't have any hippies and don't plan to. But if you're that way inclined, I uh, think this
1: bit. That's a very
2: staunch angle. Exactly, and uh, i one for watch for next season. I mean, Whiting, the man's on fire. Can't stop scoring. Unbelievable.
1: I know. Yeah, sorry, not start off negatively about Hearts. Is that a false dawn for Whiting? Because um, he was fucking appalling whenever we did see him in the Premiership um, playing for Hearts in the last couple of seasons. I always thought, and, but he yeah, has been great this year. Um yeah, looking at I mean it goes like you've said it all. I can't I can't I can't say it better than that. Um I don't know what it is. Something mentally wrong with the entire football club um at Easter Road, they're just so <laughs> fragile and they're just so unable to bring it in the right moments, especially against Hearts It's it's just fascinating. Long may it go on. Um and I don't know will it have an effect on them? Maybe. Um it's kind of an interesting one because they've looked so solid. They've been playing such great, you know, very composed football, um, scoring goals when it mattered. But they weren't. They were never pumping teams. You know, they were never putting loads of goals past teams. They had the first sort of two games, I believe it was, start of the year. But it, it'd been a while since we've seen a lot of goals from Hibs, a lot of penalties from Nisbet, which makes the penalty missed all all the more interesting. Um, and 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 potentially that has, um, you know that Has a knock on effect, you know. Will it take, I think he's still a good penalty taker, but you, you miss one that can sort of can send you the wrong way, so
0: yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, you've got Kevin Nisbet, the, the top goal scoring, uh, top scoring striker from Fantasy Football Scotland perspective, on 53 mm. points this season in a cool five and a half million, so you know, not that premium bracket. Who are you backing here to score this penalty? It's got to be Nisbet, right? And he's gone and missed it. Yeah. And it definitely, that definitely comes into my consideration as, as a guy who's maybe going to wild card or is looking for that better option up front from strikers. And if Nisbet was on pens, he's a complete no-brainer to put in the team. But is he going to lose the responsibility for taking penalties going forward?
1: Well, possibly. I think Malin has taken them in the past for them. Um, he's kind of back fit now. It'd be a pretty big statement for Ross just to take them off him. And I don't know what that would, you know, do to his confidence in the entire game if he just pulled him from them. So he probably does get to take a few more. But um yeah, it just had to be against us, didn't it? Didn't it? And it was a, it wasn't a bad pen either. He went he went boldly top right corner and just cannoned off the bar. Mm-hmm. Um bit of an odd choice. He should have probably played it safe. But yeah, yeah. Boyce dispatched his and, and Boyce is a really interesting player. I've already Starting to get a bit excited about what next year looks like. Um, you know Hearts. We assume we'll be back in the Premiership. Um, and you know what kind of value will they be? The Magic Boyce is something like a sort of five and a half million pound striker. Probably yeah. can get quite a lot of goals. I reckon he'd be a really popular choice. Takes pens. Um, so yeah, there'd be just some interesting players from from a Hearts perspective when we get them into the game. That'll be exciting.
0: Yeah, it'd be a great addition next season. So uh, hopefully, they do get promoted this year. And yeah, boys, you know, obviously got a proven track record in the Scottish Premiership of scoring yeah. goals. Yeah, that'd be great. Should we just and move John, on? Do you want going to tell us about the Aberdeen Celtic game. Should we move on to Sunday. I mean, I was all hoping for uh, for to be joining you boys at Hamden and uh, Aberdeen. Had their classic, uh, what they do do against Celtic at Hamden, which is kind of what Hibs do against Hearts at Hamden, It seems uh, we've now lost eight consecutive games at Hampden. I think this was the first one in about six that I hadn't been to myself. Uh, losing on aggregate, I think, 22-1, I think, in those eight games since 1992. Uh, so quite bad. But you know what? Um, especially in the first half, Celtic were, were, uh, were pretty good. They started powering. Um, and, it, and it really got me started thinking about Fantasy Football Scotland because they were playing Edward up top in the middle. And then in the three behind them, they had Rogic, uh, Eli and uh, McGregor. And those four, not sorry, not McGregor, um, fucking Christie. So those four up there, I mean, what are you, what are you thinking fantasy football Scotland-wise? Probably one of the midfielders? I've got McGregor in at the moment
2: just because he's, he's quite good value and actually he thinks he been playing pretty well for Celtic, although it's one of those where he doesn't really translate as well to fantasy value. But mm. I think he's he popped up with you know, a goal against Aberdeen and he's been involved. But I think it comes down to price, really. I think Rogic is probably the one I've got my eye on. I think mm. he's, what, six million? Uh, which is pretty fair value, and he's just, he's a class player. You saw against Aberdeen, he's, he's really, he just great to watch, and he's yeah. got a lot of potential to get bags of points, I think, in that team. I think Christie, Christy's another one who, who's who got, he, last season he was brilliant, and he's, he's been getting goals as well. He's just a, that bit more expensive, so I think you yeah. would probably save your budget and go for Rogic, um, or I would anyway, uh, if you had the choice. But yeah, I'm stuck with McGregor for now, and yeah. he's done all right.
0: Yeah, you've got you've got you've got Christie in there. It's, you know, seven and a half million, seven point six million. He is the top scoring midfielder for Celtic this season, and that goal against that score against Aberdeen was absolutely sensational. Oh, it was a rock, um, wasn't it? So that's quite amazing. Cal McGregor has been on some really really good form. You know, great goal at Petodre. Elliot is just this. He's just one. He's like marmite in sc- Scottish fantasy football. You, you either love him or you hate him. And he he's waiting to explode, right? He's playing. So high up for Salah, he's four and a half million pounds. Like, we can't be ignoring that value, can we?
1: No, not at all. Uh, And and he's been frustrated, he's frustrated me enough that he's now no longer in my squad. But I think he's a player you'll kind of rotate in when the run of fixtures gets right. But he does just seem to be scoring and getting assists in every other game that's not the (laughs) premier. You know, (laughs) when he's playing international football, (laughs) when he's playing in Europe, when he's playing cup games, he's scoring. He's never done anything really in the premiership, so that's frustrating. Um, yeah. maybe he's just one of those kind of big game players, if you want to call him that. Or, you know, he shows yeah. up certainly in the cup fixtures. Uh, I think I think you've summed up uh, beautifully, so I won't repeat your points, Tosh. Uh, I totally agree with you. I think Roberts is really interesting. I'm not quite ready to jump in now. I think you need to see another week or two of him. Because um, let's face it, we all thought he was, I think, in the past and he was gone. But he's certainly back. And he's about, you know, he's been about their best player um, in the, in, you know, over the last sort of fortnight. So... Really exciting. Six million is not bad. Um, I think the only thing is on Celtic like penalty takers is i from wrong, Christie usually or McGregor. Edward's yeah. taking them too, so so they're a wee bit unsure. Celtic is sort of.
0: Uh, Chris, Christy Christie scored at Pottodre a couple of weeks ago, so I'd imagine he'll be on them for the foreseeable. So yeah, on on the as well, Chris. and then just like, just a quick word, Aberdeen. You know, obviously very disappointing. I, I was going to just flag a couple of injuries that I think are quite significant. Um, Johnny Hayes is going to be out for about a month or so with some sort of hamstring injury and Marley Watkins who's been really excellent on loan dropping in between the lines and scoring a few goals as well actually he's out for 8 weeks so his loan spell that could be him done at Todry um going forward uh, for the for the rest of his time at Toddry. so it's a couple of big injuries for Aberdeen so maybe just puts a little bit of a warning flag on those on those assets when you think about bringing in some players absolutely All right, well, shall we get out of part one, gents?
1: We should. Lots more to go.
0: Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitba Pod. This week we have Ian Cathro's laptop manager Ross Macintosh with us, and of course the man who will take us through just the three games for this week, Mr. Robert Scoby.
1: Yeah, let's not overhype it. It was three games, and they weren't that great. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of we're gonna balance of, this. Uh, I've got to tell the viewers and the listeners how it is. Um, we've had we've had week upon week of great games and. This was always going to be a weird one. It was exciting to talk about in the build-up because there was only three games and it was a big thing. How did you play and manage that? Um, But just the three games to go through. We will go through them. We've got some exciting stuff to talk about at the end, so we'll do this one maybe a little quicker than usual. Uh, Well, first up, Dundee United faced the recently woeful Ross County, Um, and um, Ian Vigers will not want to see the highlights of uh, the first uh, penalty which he gave away—a bizarre handball. Um, somehow doing a doing a sort of pirouette and catching the ball in his back. Um, strange one. A bit, it's all a bit strange.
0: Um, you've got to fun. watch that, listeners, if you haven't already. I mean, it is quite stunning. <laughs> <You know,
2: laughs> I, 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 uh, I think I've seen you pull that out of the world of football in Edinburgh before, Scooby, have I not? <laughs> <laughs> when I was in goals, I would have meant it. Uh,
1: so, yeah, Vargas had a funny old season. He's either getting sent off or he's doing something bizarre like that. Uh, anyway. Uh, Nicky Clark, uh, the way was paved for him to score um, his first goal the afternoon from the spot. We'll come back to Clark. Uh, Peter Paulet one of John's favourites from the uh, start of the year. Is he still in your team, John?
0: No, no, he got shipped a long time ago, and thank goodness, judged by that finish, what a beautiful move it was from United though beforehand, eh? Oh, it was,
1: it was, it was lovely. And yeah, Pawlett's always. I think he was out for a few games, wasn't he? So he's, he, he's back. Should have made it to Um and then Clark. Well, was it really his goal? I don't think so. And I brought in Reynolds at the weekend. Uh, I would have definitely said that was his goal, um, which would have been a lovely stat line for him. Where it sat, uh, the captain very much deserved it, but no, it was given to Clark, which gives him his fifth of the season. Um, he's four point two millions, but the funny one actually, Ian Finley, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, said uh, he still had him in, and he was talking, I think, on that episode about possibly getting rid of him. He didn't. And he's been, he's been rewarded handsomely for having uh, for having him there. It's a funny one with Nicky Clark. We've been saying since Mcnulty came in and Shank has been back. You know what do you do with him? But he still gets goals. He's kind of,
0: I don't know. Yeah. What, what do we make of that? Yeah, I, 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 I think I mean Shank the tank, more like Shank the blank, right? I mean, he's just been so disappointing um, in the last few weeks, and it's it's maybe a way a product of the way the United are playing, like. You have to remember, Dundee United are a team that have come up from the Championship. You know, you've know, you got to forget that they normally are a Premiership team. They have come up from the Championship the last four years. And the way they've been set up this year by Mellon is very much defensive, right? I mean, we've seen how great Seagrest has been. And they're not very adventurous going forward. And I just wonder if that sort of suits, like, bringing Clark in for those reasons. Because, you know, he's on penalties, he's on free kicks, and he scores sort of dirty goals. And maybe they're just not playing to shank the blanks like to his strengths just now because they just aren't adventurous enough, especially against teams that are perceived to be slightly better than them. Yeah, it's a good point.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think I brought in Shank a couple weeks ago and he's been obviously absolutely hopeless. But to be fair to him, that Pollitt <laughs> your boy John Peter Pollitt baby, uh, it's Shanks with Shanks we ball through that he misses from. So if he, Paul slots that as an assist, and you're not too yeah. unhappy. Mm, I think. I mean, I have the United got some all right fixtures coming up as well, so. For me, I might be tempted to st- stick. Well, I'm going to stick with him anyway. But give him a couple more weeks and see if he uh, see if he can bag one. Um, yeah, I think they got what, Saints away and or St. Johnson away and Hamilton at home, and I think Livy after that. So yeah. you're looking at not a bad run of fixtures. Um, but yeah, I agree. Maybe it's just the way they're playing. It's Not quite getting them in the box enough. Um, but but anyway, I thought it was some decent football from them in the first half, uh, but a bit of a yeah, a bit of a boggy game. Definitely, definitely.
1: I'm 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 sticking with Dundee now all the way. Brought Reynolds in to replace Spor because I believe in that back line, I actually went as far as the captain Sigrist, which, which would have been a good move uh, had it not been for Ollie Shaw popping up um, at the end, scoring his first um, goal for for Ross County, I believe. Nicely taken. Always quite rated Ollie Shaw when he was at Hibbs. He's kind of faded into obscurity. Um, so it made it 2-1 as the final score. Uh, it was a nice finish. It's, it's what Ross County needs. Um, I think it was about the first goal in the break. I've seen them score in a few months. Um, that is just Eight goals they've scored this season, 22 against. It's pretty grim reading um, for Ross County. Uh, and, and there's no one standing out yet, um, you know, making a case for selection. So not an awful lot to talk about with Ross County at this point. Um, pull the finger out, lads.
0: No, I mean, you've got to remember as well that Ross County won the first two games this season. So I mean, if you take that out, the form is actually so stinking. and so bad so just completely avoid can I just talk a little bit about your captaincy selection of a goalkeeper scoby and just sort of you know play a bit devil's advocate here and when I select captain and Tosh do jump in here because your opinion is greatly appreciated especially in fantasy football Scotland a keeper a goalkeeper has what you like to call a ceiling where the most points he can get is seven because all he can get is a clean sheet he's not going to score any goals he's not going to score any assists he can't get any bonus points so basically you've limited what your captain can score compared to a different position and for me that's just a complete no yeah it was an odd choice <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i don't i don't really know why i did it um <laughs> i'm, I'm gonna blame three birthday um bash uh, maybe excitement um brush of blood to the head something like that uh, but it was a terrible choice and i should have definitely gone the reynolds he might have had a goal and a clean sheet to his name. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. Go, silly though. one, silly one. I, I think I'd only do it, you know, joke said, if I if I was really confident in that clean sheet and there was no one else there, and I did have Reynolds, so that's inexcusable. Um, but yes, it was, it was a bit. I
0: mean, I mean Scooby, you're the one that's miles ahead of me in this league, so I don't know why you are not yeah, tell them to shut, shut the fuck up. But do
1: as I say, <laughs> don't do as I do. Um, Anyway, moving on. Livingston hosted Motherwell um, and um, after a now viral Twitter thread on the Motherwell players. Uh, I'm sure a lot of eyes were on this one. Callum Lang opened the scoring with a really well taken goal. Um, that was his fourth of the season and his second and two. He'd obviously scored last week as well. So, really good to see. We've talked a bit about this merry go round of Motherwell strikers. It does seem to be. You're leveling out it's like musical chairs and the chairs are being removed and there's a couple left there's a couple left sitting sat there callum Lang is one of them he's 4.2 million like if this if this keeps up where he gets on a good run of fixtures I do really like him um but Tony watt he was sharp as a knife again got in there after O'Hara's free kick um to slot in it was exactly I think what you were talking about John last week so Tony watt that we Not seen for a few years. Uh, Tosh, you'll remember him at Hearts. um, And he was towing caravans around the pitch. And it was just, you know, to see him move so quickly to slot that one in um, was just a sign of where he's at. Again, his fourth of the season, his second in two. So two relatively on-form strikers for the Scottish Premiership, I would say.
2: Um, What do we make of that? Yeah, I think uh, Tony Watt is... Definitely someone got my eye on. I think yeah, his goal was proper portrait's goal, isn't it? it fox in the box, classic. And like you say, I mean, he's been towing caravans, you know, how many teams now? And he's finally come into a bit of form at Motherwell. Um, and, yeah, I think Lang's goal was really well taken. But I think Tony Watts definitely one to watch. Pretty decent price. You know, Motherwell got Celtic this weekend, but then some all right fixtures. So, yeah, I'd be saying he's one that might be a bit of value. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, maybe at the back as well, another clean sheet for Motherwell. He looked pretty tight since they've come back, so. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely definitely it was uh, I'm, I'm disappointed in the way that livingston have played recently uh, just to just to talk on them for a moment um as you alluded to was a clean sheet from other well the game kind of died off after that really lively start not an awful lot happened in the second half livingston had a couple of half chances but <sighs> jason hall i brought in he's definitely on his way out of my lineup um just not seeing it from him um but he was a little bit of a shot in the dark for me I just Fancy him to get on a run, penalty taker, etc. But we've talked about Tiffany, we've talked about Alan Forrest, we've talked about Pittman. I just don't really know what to make of them. They're not bad side Livingston, but like, there's just not really. Doesn't seem to be any points there.
0: I mean, yeah, they're in a very, very bad form as well, and they, they're 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 chopping and changing their eleven a lot. They're not very settled. I mean, perfect examples in goals like Strijeks come back in and hasn't really made a huge difference ahead of McCrory. Forrest is, you know, the one that's guaranteed minutes in there. But I think Livingston are quite in a void just now. And I know we've talked quite extensively on this podcast about how good that some of their defensive value is. But if you think about their strikers, you know, they, they've gone through so many options. Um, you know, sometimes do not fault their own, but they're down to like their fifth or sixth option this season. It just hasn't worked for them at all. Uh, just a chat, a chat on Tony Watt, guys. Um, okay, so yes, FS scout, he does a great thread f- every week and he was focusing on Tony Watt this week and I really like this stat from him, so of Motherwell's eight shots in the game at the weekend, 50% of them came from Tony Watt, so four of them, two of them on target, one was off and one was blocked, so he definitely seems to be the focal point of the Motherwell attack just now.
1: Oh yes, everything's running through him, um, they just look, so, they, they look really solid, we were so surprised to see where Motherwell were at the start of the season. Robinson's clearly surprised and they've just week, just week by week just sort of got it back together a few good results giving them some confidence I think all probably started with the with the Aberdeen win uh, when they blew you away in the first half and it's kind of been since then they've kind of been back on track on what we expect from them um, yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, it's-
0: it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, I was, I was also really pleased to see O'Hara taking free kicks for them. You know, I know he's playing centre-half just now, but, you know, it's still at that option. He's playing pens and free kicks. We love that in Fantasy Football Scotland, so that's great. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's a word of warning a little bit with Motherwell and about how much you trust them. I mean, they've beaten Ross County and Livingston in the last two games. I'd say arguably two, the two worst teams in the league just now. So take that with a pinch of salt. And then also just looking at their fixtures going forward, it's quite difficult. I mean, they've obviously got Celtic at the weekend they've got St Johnstone away so you know you're happy to put, put some of their players in but you know that Celtic fixture on the on the horizon are you putting players in for this game week I'm just not sure I'm not sure Scobie
1: not can yet you, no I don't love the run I did say last week I like the Livingston run you know I like the game if you were going to swap them in but you know the next couple of games look a bit grim unfortunately that's the same for a lot of teams but we can maybe talk about fixture challenges going up um but moving on, our last uh, fixture of the weekend was um, Sunday's match between Rangers and Kilmarnock. It was a game that came with a bold prediction by somebody on this pod. He said that Rangers were going to pick up one point or less. Did they? No. Did they not? Uh, <laughs> They got the job done against Kelly. John, you were wrong. Uh, Tavernier with the penalty. Who'd have seen that coming? And it was clean sheet number 11 it's just it's getting a bit boring talking about rangers game it's the same week week go tavernier does something great scores a penalty they get a clean sheet uh and there isn't actually an awful lot else happening um to talk on the defense because the start the numbers are just mind-boggling at this point um they've had 66 points in clean sheets for every rangers defenders that started all of those games i think there's only two to be fair Tavernier, Tavernier as Ian Finley likes to call him, and um, but sixty-six points that in itself, just in clean sheets, is more than any midfielder attacker in the game has scored. So it just reinforces that value of the Rangers yeah. defenders and and that run of clean sheets. It's just madness not to have, you know, more than more, you know, any less than sort of two of them. Um, there's a few changes in the in in the lineups. There, Itten got um, a start again, which is a, been kind of rare. Uh, I thought he looked, like, looked quite lively actually. Um, and then we saw Aribo back. He was back last week. Uh, he started and, and again he, I thought he ran out of puff a bit, but he looked quite good in the first half too. Uh, a lot of people had him in at the start of the year, um, and I wonder if maybe maybe we're going to get drawn back towards
2: him. Yeah, I actually I actually really like Um I think he adds something a bit different, he's quite direct. Um and he's obviously got a goal, what was it, last week, and then he had a ping over the a bar, but he, he looked involved in a few of the moves. So he's great value, what four point four million? It's a steal to get in on that Rangers kind of Rangers team going forward. Obviously the obviously the big points for them are at the back, but um but yeah, I think you can't really can't really argue with that value and he's probably worth taking a punt on. Um, and I have been quite impressed. So see how he keeps going. Um yeah. But yeah.
1: Jared seems to like him as well. Um and they certainly tick. Centrally, when you know, when he's around, Arfield's playing quite he's played pretty well, pretty consistently this year. Too, I thought was Arfield was a little bit expensive in the game, but um, you know, he has been playing. I wonder if Arfield being back will, will maybe kind of take a bit of his playing time off of him.
0: Um, it's so difficult with, with Rangers to not have the triple defense double, uh, triple up just because of your points Scobie. Like, clean sheets, right? They're they're guaranteed for every defender, but when you I mean, just taking it simply, when you look at midfielders and attackers, the goals and assists have to be spread across. Every attacker doesn't get the goal point when a goal goes in, right? And because Rangers are guaranteeing you. I mean, we have to take that as a guarantee just now. They've played 19 games this season. they had 15 clean sheets at uh, all competitions. It's just—it's mental. You have to go triple Rangers defence here. You have to. Yeah. And I've got you Ryan that Kent. <laughs> and I've got, <laughs> I've got Ryan Kent, who is doing nothing. But an absolute...
1: But, it's an absolute curse. You, that fix,
0: the fixture against Hamilton this weekend just looks like a time that Kent's going to light it up, doesn't it?
1: And, and look, it's not that he's not playing well as well. He's involved. He's playing well. It's it's just not happening for whatever reason. Um, but anyway... You boys are the
2: experts. Um, I've had an absolute shocker. Keep, I've got McLaughlin in. He's playing. He's not playing. It's the shagger. It's him. Boys, what's going on in goals for Rangers? Is it the shagger from here on out? Should should be shipping him out? we, we, we posed this question
1: to um, to Mr. Finlay when he was on and he said, you know, gun to his head, it was McGregor. And at 2.2 million, which he'd got dropped down to in that period where he wasn't playing, he just kind of had to have him. You couldn't quite believe he was 2.2 million. But I don't know. You know, I, I, I can... Because they're playing so many fixtures, you think they maybe rotate a bit. It's hard
0: to tell for me. It's difficult. I'd say get rid of get rid of McLaughlin. He's definitely not worth having. I mean McGregor is. You know, you can go if you want to go on Ian's Ian's story that you know he's feeling safe and can be out and about in Glasgow now and can play plenty of football. Then he will be playing. But it just seems to have you have to have Goldson, Tav, and Barisic, and then let's talk about other teams. Yeah. And yeah. at that point, should we get out of part two?
1: Well, we're almost there. I was just going to say as a as a. <laughs> As a final point, I think, look, Kelly actually, I thought they looked pretty good. Um, Against a strong opposition, we know that 1-0 is not a bad um, result in the slightest. So a really good save to deny Brophy at the end. was an absolute rocket from the edge of the area. And that would have been a different tie. That would have been a clean sheet gone. Uh, And they've they've been great. They have been the form team of late, and I love the run. We've got um, St. Johnston, Mm. Ross County, Hamilton coming up. So certainly until we get into that thick Christmas period where they've got some tougher games and um, stick with your demonic assets get up to three demonic assets if you can because I just think there's there's, there's so much to be said about them um, but yes John I think that wraps us up for part two let's get stuck in part three
0: Hello and welcome back to part three, listeners. Well done for getting us far this week of the Fantasy Fitball Pod. We're going to mix part three up a little bit this week. We've, we've, we've devised our own questions for each other. And then we will, of course, then reach out to the Twitter sphere. So, Scoby, what question have you come up with?
1: Right, so they're all transfer-related questions. And I'm looking to these two to give me some advice. I am getting rid of Johnny Hayes. Um, so I am looking for... Um, a midfielder. I've got five million to spend with a little bit in the bank. Um, so I'm looking for a midfielder to replace Hayes at five million. I've asked the guys to give me three names each and a little bit of why. Um,
2: Tosh. Uh, no worries, Scobie. Three names, that's a surprise, but uh, I think I can <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> you can just give me one if you want. If you feel strongly about one, do that. Bring me absolute curveballs here. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what your team's like, Scobie, but I think you'd be mad not to have Lewis Ferguson in if you've not got him already. 4.6 million on pens. I think he's a top scoring midfielder in the game, just about. Um, Aberdeen potentially got another double gumbo game week coming up the week after next. So, yeah, he's got Lewis Ferguson absolutely nailed on. Um, I think if you want another couple of curveballs, I think, I mean, I mentioned rebo earlier. It sounds like you might be tripled up at the back for Rangers, but definitely one to watch at 4.4, I think he is. Uh, Peter Pollard, baby. Uh, he missed a sitter, but he's, he's getting in the positions, and I think he's on set pieces as well for Dundee United, so he's maybe not a bad bit of value. I think okay. Greg Kilty. If you've, if you've not got Greg Kilty in already at three million, that's an absolute steal. Good budget midfielder. He's got a good run of games and he's got returns already this season. So I think he was he was maybe not involved last game against Rangers, but I'd be looking to get Kilty in if you already have him. Right. Well, I've got Ferguson. I've got Kilty. They are good shouts. I've got them.
1: Um, but our yeah, Rebo is is uh, there's 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 thought there uh, and there's thought to get rid of Morelos as well to make room for him. So I will take that. John, who are your suggestions?
0: Wow, I mean, parents really, really take, really cherry picked the g- the best ones there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you want to go first in this one, John Boy?
0: Yeah, yeah, you do want to go first. Okay, here here is how I'll take this on. Uh, I know you had them in your team before, uh, Scobie, but Ellie Inussi, having watched him uh, play in the Europa League and also against Aberdeen the Scottish Cup semi-final last week, I thought he was really, really good, really impressive. He's getting forward and he's in this front four that I was talking about earlier that looks like it's going to score a lot of goals now, especially in the Scottish Premiership with some kind of fixtures coming up for Celtic. At four and a half million, you're still going to have a little bit of money in the bank there as well. And I think he's quite a good differential. I don't think he's in too many other fantasy football Scotland mm. teams. So I've got him. I'll, uh, I'll also turn, turn you to O'Hara, who we briefly talked about earlier. You know, Motherwell, looking really good just now. He's uh, only 3.7 million. He's on penalties, which we love. He's also on free kicks, which we love. And out of that, Motherwell midfield, whilst Campbell and Polworth are both excellent footballers, I don't think they offer a lot of fantasy football Scotland value. Mm-hmm.
1: Fair uh, enough, I'll take that. Do you know what, Elliot, has been certainly the one uh, you know, that's been sticking out to me to bring him back in. So um, no, I'll take that. Good advice, but I like the Arriba shirt as well. I will take them both on board. Uh, John, we'll go to your, uh, you through us a challenge. Do you want to tell us what it was?
0: Yeah, yeah, so so I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at strikers, guys, forwards, and I have got Shank the blank, as I like to call him just now. Uh, he's 5.7 million, and I think I'm going to think about transferring him out. I've also got a little bit of money in the bank, could probably stretch to 6 million. Should I transfer him? I could stick with him. Uh, Tosh, the floor is yours.
2: Cheers. I mean, I think, as I said earlier, I'd be tempted to stick with, with old uh, Shanky, uh, given, that, given he's got some more right, games coming up. Um, I think it depends really if you've got any other changes to make in your team, but I'm going to be sticking with him for the next couple of weeks. See how he goes. I think uh, options. I guess that you've got Big Kabamba up top at uh, Killy, decent value, four point seven. Bit of a fantasy football. Scotland Stalworth, isn't he? But, um, but he's been a stalwart of my team all year. He's done done a decent enough job. Tony Watt's probably a week too early for him, but he's one to keep your eye on. I think really you've got to be looking at Nisbet if you don't already have him in your team. I think five point five million. He's banging the goals in potentially a double game week coming up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they've got Aberdeen this weekend, but I think he's probably the four man, so I think he might be the number one choice.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I just, I was tempted to say this bit for you, John, as well, but unfortunately, I just think his spirit's going to be so broken after that penalty <laughs> miss made <laughs> play the game again. Uh, so, no, I've got, I've got really quite a big on my man actually, and this is, all, this is three players I've checked. I've checked on my homework. You've not got any of these guys. Above six million, big name striker. Who could you have? Sam Cosgrove, look, it's all about the service. The big man, he's gonna be upright and up top. What a record he's got! Next couple of fixtures rotten, so maybe stick with Shank the blank, and she's called him five times on this episode already. Um, but you know, Hibs, Hibs and Rangers next don't love that. Maybe wait, but do like where Cosgrove grows after that. Right. Back to full fitness, seven million, not bad. He might have gone up by that point. And then the two other ones, and I mean, this feels like the list that you made that you'd make at the start of the year. Edward and Morelos. Mm. Eduard, I mean, it's a big gamble at the moment, the way he's playing, the big investment. Surely that silly team's got some goals in them when they get back to it. They've got to get the Scottish Cup semi final out of the way. I know they're playing in Europe at the moment, but maybe he's a bit more settled after he's not left. I don't know, it's a bit of a risk. And then Morelos, I've, I've stuck by him and it's been kind of hard because. I don't know, he, he's, he's not been great since I brought him in, but the next three are Hamilton, Ross County, and then Aberdeen. And we know he fucking loves a goal against Aberdeen. Uh, he also loves getting sent off, but there's no fans, luckily. Um, so why not Morelos? Big investment. But um, that would be my suggestions to you.
0: Very good, guys. That's a lot of food. Tosh, do you have a question for us?
2: Uh, well, I've got a question for Scobie on that last one. Are they are any of those strikers under six million, Scobie Or have you just gone? Oh it's <laughs> over six million he's got. <laughs> I think it's under.
1: <laughs> oh, I think so. <laughs> over, big man. I think you had a bit of money to spend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well this has gone well so far. <laughs> I think it seems to this is gonna be a regular section, but <laughs> still um, over from this. I thought you said over, John. So I read that during
2: work. I think not <laughs> homework is well on that one. Uh, my question to you, boys, is, uh, so I shipped out um, a Rangers defender when they had their kind of blank week, and I've now got quite a bit of money in the bank. I've got Tav. I need to know, which of the, the premium defender am I going for? Is it someone from Rangers? Is it someone from Celtic? Is it elsewhere? Give me some tips, boys. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, I think it's a crime that you've not got two Rangers defenders, to be honest, Sosh. And I don't know how you're doing so well, um, not having had two. For me, it's gold sin. Um, Second highest scoring defender. He's got eighty-nine points. He's only about three point six million, I believe. Three point four million. He's he's not even you know, he's not even a big ticket defender. Um, I think you've got to make that move and bring him in. Um other two that I've sort of threw in there, um look, Frimpong, I've kind of stuck by him all season. He's only four point one million, which point one million more than um teammates. teammate he's starting and you've kind of got to think he's maybe going to kick on this season he's had four clean sheets and a goal and assists so not great so far but you can see Celtic getting on a run um, and I think he'd be a big part of that so him uh, and then just because Hibs have been quite solid and they've got six clean sheets to his name he's got an assist he's nailed on to start every week um, so I'd maybe think about him again
0: yeah just to just to run on that Scobie as well is that I'm um, Josh Doig. I know that the team been uh, bouncing around with Stevenson a little bit recently, but Stevenson's now out for a, um, injured for quite a period of time. So the risk of uh, Doig being uh, rotated is now completely eliminated. So I think it definitely brings him back into huge value considerations. Um, I agree with your points on having Rangers defenders. We've discussed that already, so I won't bore the listeners with any more of that. So let's try and rake the bucket for a little bit more value. And, you know, it's difficult to look past De- Declan Gallagher at Motherwell just now, right? I mean, he's he's been on fire for Scotland. Also, the man's six foot six. Like, you just got to fancy him to get on the end of something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sheer size of him. The sheer size of him. I mean, he only scored twice last season, but I just fancy him to get a few goals this season. Um But maybe one not to put in your team this week, Tosh, you know, with the, with Celtic coming up just uh, too much of a risk and um, this is always the point that I start talking about Livingston defenders but I'm just really saying avoid, avoid, avoid just now because I've been really disappointed with how they're playing so another one that offers good value just now is Tommy Hoban at Aberdeen, 3.3 million uh, playing playing a lot of games and, and looking pretty good for it.
2: Thanks boys, good few names there, I think it's Golson at the top of the list but um, I'll certainly be looking at a few of those boys in the coming weeks.
0: Fantastic, all right, well, hopefully that helped the listeners with that as well. We'll just uh, we'll cover off now some of the questions that the the um, the Twitter sphere have got in touch with. So mm-hmm. I'll maybe go one one to Tosh and then one to Scobie. Um So one of them um, is from FPL blanked again. Tosh, I'll put this one to you. So now it's obvious that we have to go Rangers defenders, but he's saying, do you think we need Celtic defence on top of that? And would you put Celtic defenders in your team?
2: It's a good question.
0: I think um yeah, I mean they've obviously had a few clean
2: sheets of the season. I had Shane Duffy in actually for a few weeks and that turned out to be a disaster. So I think I mean I'd be looking more at Celtic players a wee bit further forward. I think you can get better value in midfield for Celtic. I think like you say, if you've got two or three Rangers defenders at this point, you maybe get a few cheaper ones in at the back and play the matchups, your motherwells, your Dundee United's, try and see who the fixtures are that week and rotate them in. So so yeah, I think I'd be I'd be looking maybe a bit further forward for Celtic players and save some of that value for your Christie's or your your um, your Rogiches maybe or even your El Hennessy's. So, yeah, that's where I'd be at.
0: Brilliant. Okay, Scobie, you're going to get the next question now. Uh, this is from La Bita Cora del FPL. So, uh, it doesn't sound Scottish, but he's in. Um, who are the best double game week assets coming up? So, Scobie, I remind you that Aberdeen and Hibs both have double game weeks coming up. What, what players in those teams do you think are essential? Um... And remind me who they're playing again, John? So oh. Aberdeen, their double game week have Rangers in the first game, which is obviously um, not so attractive. And in the second game, they have Hamilton. And Hibs have Celtic at home in one of them, and then St. Johnson. So they've got either side of the Old Firm plus a more friendly fixture.
1: God, they're not great, are they? You know, because that, that kind of eliminates eliminates. You'd think any any thought that you might have two clean sheets there. Um, so. None of the defenders I'm really drawn to. Um, so for me, probably just because we always go by, I mean, Fergus has been fantastic and it's because he's on penalties. Um, we know that he scored two against Celtic last time. So against Rangers, you know, he who's to say he won't, he won't have an opportunity there too. Um, so probably looking at him... Um, I don't know. I think Cosgrove. I'm going to stand by what I was saying about him as well. I like I like the look of where Cosgrove is. He's back and he's fit, and it's a it's a very good team that's just been, been kind of missing a striker um, to score some goals for them. So I like where where he's headed. Um, and then on the Hibbs side, to be honest, apart from Nesbitt, who we've talked about enough, and we know he's on penalties stuff. There's no one really in that Hibbs midfield that, that's done an awful lot recently. Boyle's been quite disappointing, people like that. So. Um, you know, it would have been more a defender I would have suggested, and I just don't think, you know, with that with that fixture, I'd be that tempted.
0: Great, okay, thanks for that question, and then I'm going to take the next question here, which is from Gregor FFS. So thanks for getting in touch, Gregor. He's he's talking about Devante Cole at Motherwell, which is a player we actually haven't touched mm. on in this podcast so far. Yeah, he, he says that there's been promising returns, although it's a very small sample size, and he only averages 60 minutes per match during his last spell. So Devante Cole is actually a really good player and was really excellent for Motherwell in his first spell and has only just come back to the team now. And I think it's definitely part of the reason he's playing in that front three for Motherwell. And is definitely part of the reason that Motherwell have looked so good in the last few games. He also scored a goal against Ross County. So he's 100% in my thoughts. My only concern is that he did come off at half time against Livingston in the weekend. So it might be one to hold off just now um, especially with Celtic at the weekend and then look to bring in slightly later but I really like that shout and thanks for getting in touch Gregor Very good, like that a lot Joel, we well,
1: swing I, over to the fancy football pod League well, we're be,
0: doing? It wouldn't be to Twitter if Brendan didn't ask a question so Oh Brendan question. mate, sorry not to forget you <laughs> So Brendan just asked about rotating goalkeepers and asking whether it's worth it or not Guys, you get a one word answer each
2: no. say <laughs> and forget. I think that's the way to go. Although, don't listen to me because I've had McLaughlin and he's not even played.
0: <laughs> My one word. Captain. Captain. <laughs> yeah. Brendan, captain them. That's what you do. Cap- get Steve <laughs> and captain them. Brilliant. All right, let's go to the Football League.
1: So, it wasn't a high-scoring week uh, by any means. I had to search and search again to make sure this was the top scorer with 56 points, which is definitely, I think, our lowest in the season. Uh, rough the boil. And, to be fair, the league was off the boil this week. So, well done, Danny Kaye. And that was with a four-point transfer deduction. He'd actually scored um, 60. That was serving, obviously, um, Tavernier and Clark, that man. Uh, still top of the league uh, with a, uh, you know, a healthy enough gap. Uh, Seeker Jordan. Um, out there on seven hundred and forty-three. Uh, I'm in twelfth. Tosh just behind me in seventeenth, um, and John is in
0: twenty-eighth. Right, you can't I can't wait to break six hundred points this weekend, guys. <laughs> you know, we're 600, yeah. God, that's stinking
1: <laughs> <laughs> horrendous. Oh well, Tosh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you for you know imparting all of the, your wisdom. Um, it's, it's, it's been it's been a joy. Um, we'll definitely have you back again at some point when hearts are in the league
2: absolutely cheers boys been a pleasure
0: thanks very much for coming on Tosh been great stuff and I wish our listeners all the best for the upcoming fantasy football Scotland weekend which the fixtures kick off on Friday night so get your transfers in before then don't miss the deadline
1: do not forget thank you for listening guys that's episode 15 I'd say that's a milestone well done